Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Natalie Moore, in for Sasha Ann Simons. We've been revisiting some of our favorite interviews with Chicago musicians as we enter the new year. And we're finishing out our series with our conversation with Fino, the art-rock duo formerly known as OEM. Sasha spoke to the group back in September about the name change and dug into some of their new music. She began the discussion asking them about the song you're hearing right now, Ghost. Yeah, so that was one of the first songs that we put out from our last record that came out in 2020. And um, yeah, that song was one that Macy just brought in this really killer bass line and, and uh, we just kind of wanted to like expand it into this kind of dark, dancey track mm-hmm. that ended up being, yeah, really one of our favorites from the record. Because and it's always a good time for a dark, dancey track. Exactly. <laughs> right? It's yes, always it's always the right time. So, yeah, yeah it's, on, it's on our record, um, Fantasize Your Ghost. Yes. We'll talk more about that record in just a little bit. But I want to ask you an obvious question, the elephant in the room, perhaps. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why are you changing your name? And for the second time at that. Yes. Mm-hmm. You got some explaining to do. We, we have do. some explaining. Well, short story is... We had to legally change our name. Um, But we're also really excited about the new chapter that this brings us and kind of, uh, you know, embodying a different character, if you will, um, as Phenome. Phenome. So how did you pick that name? Well, I will tell you one thing. The least fun part of being in a band is figuring out band names. I think it, almost every band name has been taken at this point. Yeah, I mean, if you think about yeah, it, we're building right on, uh, you know, 100 years of the history of rock and roll, or almost 100 years. So, and now, especially with the internet, any name that exists or any thought of a name or any jumble of letters has kind of been claimed somewhere on the globe. Uh, you know, I remember we had a couple contenders and they were already a band in Indonesia or yeah. or uh, Thailand, you know, and... Um, so it was tricky. Our first band, our first band name, which was a different arrangement of letters, uh, yeah, was a K-pop band, and uh, and then they dissolved shortly after we changed our name. And then this band name, we thought we were in the clear for a long time, and uh, but you know, things happen. We we loved our band name, and it's still a part of us. You know, it's so always gonna. Is this essentially marking a new chapter then in your career? Yeah, I think it, so. Yeah, it's a new chapter for our band. Like it is still, it is still us. The, our core collaboration still means a lot to us. But so let's talk about that core collaboration. Take us back. How did Phenome, uh, formerly known as Om, come to be? Yeah. Well, we uh, we met each other briefly. In high school. So we like have known about each other. I was I played in bands with Seema's brother, Liam, for a while. We both went to Whitney Young. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And when Seema moved back from uh, she was in New York for college for a while. And when she moved back to Chicago, we had been she was working at this venue called Constellation, which is an amazing experimental music venue Mm -hmm. um, and jazz venue. And I was going there every day and we were just hanging out and we were like, we want to you know, we should start a band together. We love singing together. We'd been doing backing vocals for a lot of people for a while. And we wanted to play the guitar together and just kind of explore 
some more textures. Um, and that's kind of how it came to be. Yeah, I always love hearing stories of when you go from being that backup vocal to being, <laughs> you, you know, your own star, yeah. if yeah. you will. What's what's that jump like? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that we, I think both of us really enjoy kind of, I mean, in like a live performance context, yeah. really holding that energy and and directing the energy, you know, and that's something that we both really love to do and figured out that we had, you know, a special language and a special connection between our voices, between the kinds of sonic landscapes we wanted to create. And um, we played a couple shows that was back in like 2014, 2015. And people at first, we just really thought of it as a side project, but people were really encouraging and saying, I think this is I think this is your band. I think you guys just started a band and we love wow. it and you guys should keep going on it. And we had so much fun making it, which is like the core of it. We had never really set out to make a band. We just wanted to explore things together. Don't and, you love how that happens? And here oh, we yeah. are <laughs> almost eight years later. And I think the collaboration still feels very fresh and exploratory. And we've had so many opportunities to like bring new elements. We've collaborated in the last year with a lot of dancers, um, particularly this one choreographer, Robin Monica Williams. We did a collaboration with her with um, Hubbard, Hubbard Street. Street. Oh, cool. And then also she had she brought us in on a project and we composed a ballet this year out in Seattle. That's amazing. And yeah, we got it was to go. really fun. It was for 50-piece orchestra what? and yeah. our vocals and got to be a part of it. Yeah, so we were stage. in Seattle for two years. I'm a big dance fan weeks, too. Like, so I'm, doing, I'm just with the ballet. <laughs> I'm amazed right now. That's great. Well, I want to jump to 2018 and listen to a song from your album called Parts. Yeah. This is Water. Loosen the knot around your neck where on forgiveness now. Cue up the movie to the part where they all sink and drown. You don't know it. You don't know it. You don't know it, but they know that you won't ask them how. Cut down the branches, make a twig out of the family tree. Up and the roots and send the ashes to infirmary. You don't know it. You so don't I'm know super it. mesmerized by the harmonies in this song and how precise they are I bet it was tough trying to perfect that for a live performance mm-hmm. uh, like the like especially right here where it's coming up with the the, the hocketing the yeah. uh 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 thing. yes <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it definitely took us a little bit of time, but I mean, that was one of the early things that we figured out is that we could, we could really, our voices could really, our voices are very different from You're each like other. You're like bending them in ways that I've never heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How? Thank you. Tell us. Yeah, I mean, we, I think we, um, again, we've been singing together for a while. And so I think that we can kind of intuit where the other one is going. But like for Water, for example, um, it is a very composed song, and it's something that we did practice, you know, a, mm-hmm. a few times before going into the studio and doing it. And then after having played it live, you know, this song came out in 2018, so we've been playing it live since then, you know. So I think every time that we do it, we get a little bit better at yeah. it. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of our, our music, we like to, we like to kind of um, stretch it out live because 
music is always evolving. It's never going to sound the exact same way. And so that's like why in the next like couple of weeks we're playing, we're going to be like doing a tour because we're getting ready to record again. Yeah. And we really want to like give, give these new songs an ability to kind of stretch their limbs in a live context mm-hmm. bef- before we, you know, commit them in any way to, yeah. you know. A, a re- Makes sense. Yeah. Well, you know, you two are veterans in, in the Chicago music scene, and um, some artists have described the DIY scene as freedom or as independence. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm curious what Chicago DIY actually means to you both. Macy, you first. I think exploratory. I think that there's so much in the city to offer and so many different kinds of music and so many wonderful people. You could go to the same venue every night for like a few weeks or the same DIY venue and you'll find something different every night, you know. And I think that that's a special thing about Chicago in particular is that so many of the local musicians like play a lot of different kinds of music and are interested in finding different avenues through those kinds of music. So I think, yeah, exploratory is the word that I would use to describe the Chicago music scene. What about you, Seema? I think it's just a collaborative, it's a very collaborative scene. Mm -hmm. It's a very supportive scene. And it's very, um, you know, in Chicago, we believe in really high levels of talent and we support that. You know, we have a lot of programs and we have a lot of clubs that are really encouraging of more creative and challenging music. And I think that's really important because, you know, I think it's important to to support the idea that there's not only space for popular music, that there is space for um, people who want to try out more challenging or strange or, you know, or creative ideas. And we have always felt really tapped into that yeah. and feel lucky that that is such a such a huge ethos in in Chicago mm-hmm. and you know it it exists to a certain extent but really we're so lucky to have the independent scene that we have here on top of being amazing singers with like stellar vocals as we've <laughs> talked about you both play the guitar and mm-hmm. the piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, Macy, you play the violin. Yes. And I, I feel like when I go between the tracks, the sound is just completely different each time. Mm-hmm. You have some crazy beat changes. It's just wild. It's a great, mm-hmm. great journey. Why is it important to you guys to be flexible when creating your music? Mm. That's a good question. Um, I mean, I think it just it just keeps it interesting. I, I think that, honestly, for me, it, it feels... It feels natural and it feels important for my moving forward. And I think for our moving forward, like I I think that not constraining yourself to any one thing is really important. And that's that's not to say that, like, you know, focusing in on one idea for one track or for a whole record or for, you know, whatever is is not important either. But I, I think that it's very exciting and feeds into creativity when you do not hold yourself in a in a box Mm -hmm. yeah and I think like both our guitars and our voices are very simple instruments in some ways but the idea is we we love being really pared down in in the tools but the idea is with that tool how how much can you stretch with it so our voices can be we can sing lyrics we can sing harmonies but we can also use them as instruments to make sounds and even treat them like treat them like a guitar. And then the guitar is such an expansive instrument that you can shape shift. So I think we love being a really simple band, but then from that being able to like 
expand and blow people's (laughs) minds. (laughs) So what artists in Chicago then are you listening to and and drawing inspiration from? Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh, there's so many um, really, really loving uh, Damon Locke's Black Monument Ensemble is making some incredible, (laughs) incredible music right now. Um, My engineer is also nodding. (laughs) Yeah, he agrees. amazing um, like sound artist and an improviser that uh, we've worked with but also just on her own is is very inspiring I think to the both of us friends Divino Nino they have a new record coming out and their live nice. their live show and their records they're everything I mean they so good they just they exude ooze personality <laughs> and they're amazing Maybe ones you haven't gotten to yet. Mm. Kate Bush. Kate Bush, we'll give you our number. listening who knows hello Kate (laughs) are you there Um, Yuka Honda is a really um, she's a really amazing composer and electronic artist who was part of that um, she founded the group Chibomato but she's she's incredible we saw her Mm -hmm. do a performance a couple months ago um, on the east coast and I think that it was the most mind-blowing thing that I've seen this year
mention Slide because <laughs> she's been getting a lot of attention. She's hot lately. right now. She's, she's hot right now. She's so hot right her now. Her song Running Up the Hill being featured in the Netflix hit Stranger Things, yeah. as we know. I know that you're big fans, clearly. <laughs> yeah. um, you also did a whole Kate Bush tribute. Yeah, we did a show called Full Bush last year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um and it was it was a it was a tribute to Kate Bush, but it also was its own it was its own beast. Uh we worked with Alex Grelly, who's an amazing performer and performance artist and just wonderful human being on the scene and we um and a bunch of other of other people in Chicago yeah, too and Jesse it Morgan was and- Yeah, Jesse Morgan Young. Nice. And we um yeah, we had choreography. We played a lot of her songs and arranged them in our own way um, and tried to be true to the spirit of Kate Bush without copying it exactly. And yeah, we danced, we sang, we had a whole lighting rig, we had costumes. It was really fun. It was so much fun. And it was intense. really, it was <laughs> yes. very intense. It was, um, I think both of us after the first night of doing it, looked at each other and said, that is Maybe the most challenging performance either of us have wow. have ever done. She's, I mean, her vocals are just beyond, and um, and yeah, it was it was so exciting. It was a challenge. It was humbling, but it was really awesome. really a good time. And I think you know, Kate Bush is someone who not a lot of people have had a chance to see live, mm-hmm. and so we had a lot of. Very emotional people. People were dressing up mm-hmm. like Kate Bush to come to the show. Oh, I love and it. That was like it was making me tear up. It oh, was that's awesome. Really great. Yeah. So your track uh, called "Spell It Out," that one seems to to be touching on um, the end of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the repeating guitar riff, and mm-hmm. it complements the chorus. I think the "Do I Have to Spell yeah. It Out for You?" Yeah. Um, just like the subject of the song, you're, you're tired of not being heard. So I want to play that. Let's listen. I want to tell you quietly, but I'm afraid you won't hear me. as storytellers in your songwriting like or do you write from a personal place uh, of course sometimes we write from a personal place but i think also we like you said we're storytellers yeah. and often we're absorbing you know we love to look out and and hear other people's stories and kind of channel them so and i yeah i think that's a th- I, I definitely think of us as storytellers, but I also think it's interesting because I think the two of us have, we, we have like in the Venn diagram of songwriting, we have overlapping styles, but I think also similarly to our voice, our songwriting styles are different too. Um, yeah. And I think it's, yeah, whether it's coming from a pers- a very personal place or something that's more of like an observational. How are uh, your embodying. songwriting styles different? Um, like how would you categorize yours, Macy, versus Seamus? Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I think uh, in in the new songs that we've been writing, I think a lot of a lot of the songs that I've been writing are coming from just deep, deeply <laughs> circulating in my own <laughs> brain. Um, and I think Seema's a really great like observational storyteller and also personal songwriter. I mean, I I think that you know our our Venn diagrams overlap. But yeah, yeah. I I think in some of my songwriting, I've been doing more 
kind of free poetry writing mm-hmm. and then committing that and then shape shifting that into a more musical like musical space, which has been a different different method for me, but really, really enjoyable. I in during uh in twenty twenty, twenty one, I started writing more poetry. Um some of which was was very silly and kind of I was sort of getting back into like a Shel Silberstein phase, mm-hmm. and and some of that um, we I brought a couple of those to Macy and then we turned them into songs together, nice. and that was a really really fun process and a new one for us. So, twenty twenty was also a time when uh, after the police killing of George Floyd, you all donated the Bandcamp proceeds of mm-hmm. of your album Fantasize Your Ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, you. Donated it to the uh, Chicago organization Asada's Daughters. That's a group that provides uh, political education and leadership development to black Chicago youth. Mm-hmm. How do you think that musicians should engage with their community and just be present? Mm-hmm. I think it's always, it's always a, a changing and evolving thing. But I do think that we are, we are of this city. We are of this community. And we are people who have... Um, benefited from so many different kinds of privilege in our ability to create and express ourselves and talk about things that matter to us. And I think that um, any any opportunity we have either to to help, you know, lift up other people or give other op- other people opportunities to find their voice mm-hmm. and find their way of talking about what is going on in their life is, you know, is an important thing to do. Yeah. Um, you know, we won't always be able to 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 do that but when we can we try and remind ourselves to always be vigilant and always be giving and always you know mm-hmm. be supportive and uh you know give up platforms whenever we can macy you've released a solo single very recently titled mm-hmm. maya please mm-hmm. uh you're an, an amazing lyricist um and, and the combination of strings is haunting here's maya please oh thank you So you've said the central theme of the song is um, the stages that one goes through when they're asking for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Expand on that. <laughs> yeah, I I think that I I tend to get in my head sometimes about things, and and I the the first part of the song is sort of uh, externalizing forgiveness, externalizing the issue at hand, and and the middle part of the song, the B part of the song, is kind of going inside of my own head and talking to myself and trying to convince myself to, you know, to, um, to forgive myself so that I may ask someone else Which is for forgiveness. a difficult thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't... It's easier I, said than done, I feel. I think yeah. so, yeah. And I, I recorded that one actually at, at Seema's house. <laughs> Who would have known? <laughs> so as you mentioned earlier, the tour starts very soon. Mm-hmm. We're excited. The first concert is September 4th. What are you looking forward to? Seema, you first. Oh, I'm really looking forward to playing some new songs and 
getting to some cities that we haven't been in been to in years and getting to play there and seeing friends but really just starting to stretch out some of these new ideas that we've been having and and incubating and and you know bringing them to people yeah what about you macy i am just i'm really excited to be back on the road um and we're we're gonna go camping before our gig in Mm -hmm. traverse city which I'm very excited about. We love the UP. One of the UP. The UP, yeah. Yes. And we've been, yeah, we've just had these songs in our brains and in our bodies for a really long time. And I think it, it feels so exciting so to when like can actually we begin working them, on it. These new songs. Um, hopefully year. sometime next year. <laughs> oh, so. But we are working on Sometime next year, she says. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are working on them. We got plans and we, um, yeah, we're... All right. We believe you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We've been speaking with Macy Stewart and Seema Cunningham from Phenome. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you Thank so you. much, Sasha. Why don't you pick a track for us to go out on? Let's do The Limit. Yeah. Sounds good. This episode of Reset was produced by Ethan Schwab. It was edited by Andrew Merriweather. That's it for Reset. I'm Natalie Moore in for Sasha Ann Simons. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.